0: Two long-stemmed yellow roses stood next to the lamp. She felt the blankets in search for her daughter, then shuffled the pillows, sending them airborne, one of them striking the vase. It thudded against the carpet, petals fluttering across lavender fibers. Sam! Sam, where are you? A whimper told her. Allie sank to her knees. She shoved aside the white cotton bed skirt and reached under the bed. Sam was curled toward the foot of the bed, She grasped the child with one hand, then pulled her from under the bed into her arms. She rocked her for a while on her knees. After a few minutes, she moved to the rocker beside the window overlooking the nursery, carrying Sam. Samantha raised her head, eyes open, staring vacantly. "'Mommy, it was after me!' Allie cradled her, a baby no longer at just past three. She heard her short gasps of air and felt the quivering of her lips— She kissed Sam on the cheek while caressing her faultless olive complexion. Sam, there is no it. The child rested her head on her mom's shoulder, rubbing her cheek into the flannel nightgown. Allie ran a hand through Samantha's chestnut curls. The wooden runners of the rocker creaked in tune with the creatures of the night. Allie brushed her child's ear with her lips. Your leg and blankie got tangled in the guardrail. Samantha rubbed her nose against her mom's gown. I lost Kitty, Mommy. The monster got it. Allie rose with Sam in her arms, walked over to Kitty, and grabbed it with her free hand. She returned to the rocker and placed the white polyester animal under Sam's arm. See? Kitty is safe and so are you. There's no monster, Sam. Sam pulled Kitty to her chest. You said there was a monster, Mummy. lots of times. I heard you tell Daddy. You cried a lot. Allie glanced out the window, the nursery security lights visible in the distance. They illuminated a host of blind mosquitoes swirling in the incandescent light. When she and Alex had argued, she had failed to realize, or at least believe, that blindness is an affliction of sight, not the mind. Allie, too, had nightmares of the monster in the greenhouse she had unwittingly let loose. She exposed her gestating child to a creature that infiltrated her blood, then rode the rich red stream through the umbilical cord into Sam. A soft pink glow from the nightlight on the bedstand table bathed mother and child. Each night, Sam would ask Allie to turn it on. She wondered if a particle of light could penetrate her daughter's world of darkness. The runners of Allie's wooden rocker creaked as they settled into the carpet. Sam flinched, but her breathing remained regular. Holding Sam tight, she rose from the rocker, waiting for Sam to say, "'Rock me, Mommy!' Sam was growing. Her legs came way past Allie's knees. Allie laid Sam in her bed, placed Kitty by her chin, and pulled her favorite pink blankie over her. She turned. The white porcelain vase lay unbroken on the carpet— The pink glow of the nightlight bathed the yellow petals in an eerie glow, a mosaic on the lavender carpet. Allie, on her knees, grasped the petals in her hand, smelled them, stood, and kissed her daughter goodnight on her forehead after blowing aside one of her chestnut curls. Miami, 6 a.m. David King stood on the balcony of the old Miami Bay Hotel, absorbing the 6 a.m. sunrise on Biscayne Bay. His right hand gripped Cuban coffee laced heavily with cream, his left a cigar. An incoming tide caused ripples on the waves. The waters of the bay flowed past channel markers that guided boaters into the Atlantic. A wisp of smoke appeared on the horizon. It came from whale tail shaped smokestacks that formed the aft superstructure of the Royal Caribbean Superliner, Celebration. King envied the passengers who would soon disembark, sunburned, bags full of purchases of invaluable goods that would find their way to the back of dusty shelves in obscurity once home. David took the plastic lid off his second styrofoam cup of café con leche, procured from the Bay Hotel's kitchen after room service refused to acknowledge his presence. Frustrated, he had taken the service elevator. The busy night waiter was reading the Spanish version of the Miami Herald, After scolding King for using the service elevator, he poured coffee for him and, with a serious but humorous wink, sent him to his room with the admonition to use the lobby elevators. David King lit a second cigar, the first having been a two-inch stubble from the night before. South of his balcony, the morning sun lit the facade of multi-storied luxury condos that formed a half-moon.